when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. So a while back, I was talking about cancel culture back in episode 654. And what I was talking about was canceling subscriptions. Now, I was going through some of my accounting this weekend and noticed I was paying $10 a month for a newspaper I wasn't reading. Check with my wife. She wasn't reading it. So I said, hey, why don't we just cancel it? And she agreed. Now, I know you've heard the phrase, you are what you eat, right? What you put in your body basically <laughs> creates your body. Well, it's the same thing with your mind. So the question for today is, what are you feeding your mind? And I want to talk about Vanity Fair, Unfair Vanity, and Vanity Metrics. So when I'm talking about Vanity Fair, I'm really talking about newspapers and magazines. And I've talked before about Lunch Club. It's kind of a it's just lunch dating service for business people and you can sign up at baconcoach.com forward slash lunch club from there you get introduced to people in the industry you know you pick and choose who you want to meet and what you want to do and how often you want to do it i tend to meet new people every single week because i want to feed my mind with new perspectives so the other day, I met this person named Holly, and she happens to be a journalist who is now working for Vanderbilt Medical Center, not the university. And we were talking about newspapers and news reporting and how she left that industry to go work at Vanderbilt because she could do more creative things to create engagement for their organization, create content, share it with the world. As a matter of fact, they started a podcast specifically about medical issues, which is kind of cool. But newspapers died because of the loss of classified sections when Monster.com or CareerBuilder entered the job hunting arena. They started taking away all of the ads. And you remember the Sunday paper, if you're old enough, years ago used to be super, super thick because it was primarily for the job section and the classified section. Well, that went away with things like Angie's List and all the other things I mentioned. But what happened is, is there were less readers as the newspapers shrunk. And then on top of that, they figured out, hey, it doesn't make sense to print these and deliver them because it's too expensive. So they went digital. Now you have all of these different choices out there that you can go online. You can get a paper from your city or anywhere across the world. But what it does is it makes it more competitive. And one of the topics that Holly and I were talking about were headlines as clickbait. In order to get your news stories to stand out, you're basically 
kowtowing to the SEO engine as opposed to the reader. And headlines have always been important, but what happened is, is that the newspapers started switching their focus to find a target audience that helps them get better readership, which means that news has become polarized. And on top of that, there's less reporting. In the old day, you had to have at least two sources to verify your information. Now, there's a lot of news organizations, or I'm doing air quotes, news organizations, that basically take rumors and put them out as news. And people bite it. <laughs> Just like the fact that there's a big beef around beef, that somebody's going to cancel beef. Nobody ever said that, but that's a headline. You know, somebody's coming after your hamburger. And that is clickbait. And that's essentially what it does. It gets our ire up and gets us angry. So the question you want to ask yourself, is that vanity fair? Speaking of which, how about unfair vanity? There are two new phenomena in social media. One is polls in LinkedIn, and the other one is questions in Facebook groups. Now, these are used as social stream clickbait. They're meant to get you to stop and do something. In LinkedIn, there was a poll that said, how much do you order from Amazon? What does that have to do with LinkedIn and the audience of B2B businesses? In Facebook, there was a question asked in a coach's group that said, if you paid me $5,000, what would I get for it? What he was doing was pre-qualifying people who weren't making $5,000 so he could sell them his high-ticket business services. Now, people love to answer questions and take quizzes and enter polls. I mean, think about the number of people that go online and try to figure out what kind of bread they are, right? So it does get people's attention and people do click on it, but they're not realizing what they're doing. And the algorithms in social media reward you when you get more engagement. But this is doing little to nothing to educate and enhance people's lives. It's just basically trying to get the owner of that comment more traffic. That's unfair vanity. The last thing I want to talk about is vanity metrics. And what do I mean by vanity metrics? There was a woman who was interviewed about how she was getting all this engagement on Snapchat. And the interviewer asked her, so how do you monetize this? And she said, well, there are things that are way more important than money. And of course, all of us went, really? You know, it's not like we're in it for the money, but running a business does mean you have to make more than you spend. Running a business is about solving problems for people. And then people will reciprocate with a certificate of appreciation, also known as money. Now, all that clickbait, those questions and answers and polls I talked about, are clickbait. In other words, in social media, you can count likes, comments, and shares. But what you can't do is figure out interest or a lifetime value of those people. The reason it's called vanity metrics is because it makes you look good, makes you feel good. But does it do your business any good? That's the key question.
When it comes to a website in Google Analytics, you can measure engagement. That's time on the site. You can gauge interest by the actions that people take. And you can track conversions. That's people who purchase. So when somebody clicks on your contact page, that's not a conversion, that's an engagement. When they fill out and start a conversation, that's action. When those conversations turn to close sales, that's purchases. And that's what you can and should be tracking. So vanity metrics may get you a really good feeling, but they may not get you the business that you desire. So, as I said before, we were going through our subscriptions and I decided to change out that one newspaper for $9.99 a month and reallocate that to Apple News Plus. On my iPhone, I can get not only just the newspapers, but I can also get magazines and some very unique information. So I'm going to give that a try. Because the bottom line is I've learned a long time ago, the more I feed my mind, the more I will feed my business. So as you're looking at those vanity metrics, remember, we all tend to read newspapers with two hands. And as far as I can tell, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>